You're watching or listening to Talking Hardcore with George and Scott. Lee and Scott. I like to make him say it in Russian. Igor. Let's do a different accent today. Hmm. Say it in German accent. You're talking to Scott. This is Scott. I love it. That's so good. Come back with a French accent. I don't know. I don't you have, have a good, week. I don't have a good French. You have a week. Do you want me to sound like Pepe Le Pew? Yes. I sound like Pepe Le Pew. You have a week. Come back All with right. a French accent. Right. You have homework. It's learn a French accent. Listen to, uh, or Italian accent. So just go listen to uh, Danielle, uh, Danielle Bolelli's no, on Fire podcast. I need to call my buddy Davide Morelli in uh, Italy and sure. talk to him for like five minutes and I'll have it. Okay. So next episode, I want an Italian accent. Italian accent. Actually, okay. every time we do anything about ancient Rome, I want an Italian accent. <laughs> We're not doing that. The whole death rows. You're wow. gonna have to do Italian accent. That's hard. Episode. It's hard to do. I, know. I haven't. I haven't heard an Italian accent in five, six years. Like actual yeah. Italian. Sure. We'll get you one. We'll get you one. You're gonna yeah. you know, get me and buy me an Italian. So this episode of Talking Hardcore is gonna be another one that's a little bit different. We're going. We're going more current events and social media issues. Yep. Scott recently decided to become a special brand of communist. Uh, not intentionally. I saw a funny so meme. Will you at least correct the record there? Say, I didn't become this. I didn't become a communist, and I still am not a communist. I never was a communist. How's that? that My you. problem is I, I see funny memes, Yes. and then I decide to join groups, and this one group on Facebook, should I drop it? Should I name drop yeah, it? Yeah, go ahead. Is uh, nothing is going to get better, or nothing's getting better, something like that. Right. Um, and uh, the moderator describes him or herself, I haven't figured out if it's a male or female, as an anarcho-communist. Yeah. Uh, and I routinely have discussions or arguments with Scott people. Scott likes this. to troll the communists. I'm not trolling. Okay? And I love it's, it. I'm, I'm just pointing out where they're wrong. That's all there is to it. This is where you're wrong. Some would say that's what trolls do. No, that's not what trolls do. Trolls just drop shit to piss people off. Yeah, but usually it pisses them off because it points out how they're wrong. Not always. Some You're people right. are just trolls to be assholes. Yes. So anyway, my point is, uh, and some of the some of the things they have told me is pretty interesting. Like they're they're some people aren't happy as long as there's billionaires in the world. Right. Like they want to see billionaires like burn at the stake or something. Uh, which I, I think I think is wrong. It's just it's just wrong to even say things like that. Like if oh. Jeff Bezos or Mark Zuckerberg, which is funny because they're using so Facebook as a you know a social media platform while complaining about capitalism. Right. Which and I and I throw this out all the time. The U.S. isn't a completely capitalistic society. Mm -hmm. We are a mixed system. We are a blend of socialism and capitalism in one group okay in one little in one country uh but these these people i right. have these discussions with don't don't agree with that so right um george i would like you to do me a favor so wait a minute yeah set the groundwork first so you join this group yeah so i joined this group they and they basically just bitch about all the problems in the world well they'll say things like they'll post memes like communism is good actually and then it shows like a picture picture of like a like a uh, i think it was a beretta 
1911. You know, and it says communism is good, actually. And then it has a picture of a Beretta in the background. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I... <laughs> so, um, you know, and you can try to discuss with these people why communism well, is bad. It's never been tried, Scott. It, but it's it, never been done right, Scott. It, that, see, that's what's that's some of the underlying things they say because they haven't actually studied history. Um, and then, well, they tell me I haven't studied history because I tell them that you know what they're saying is you tell them you got a degree from Dan Carlin University. Damn straight. No, I didn't tell them that. That's what we're gonna start telling people. Dan, Car- I got a degree from Dan Carlin University. DCU. Perfect. Perfect. Dan Carlin University. Yep. With the and I minor- listen. I've learned more history from Dan Carlin than I learned in my four-year degree from Central. That's terrible. It's not even close. That is terrible. Why? Because I listen to way more hours. If you go credit hours wise. Be- because history professors, in my opinion, suck. Should be. I mean, it maybe if you're gonna nerd out, okay, yeah. and you're nerding out over something, or geeking out, whatever you want to say. If you're geeking out over it and that's why you're a history professor, wonderful. But you have to learn how to portray that to the masses of, mm-hmm. of your students or whomever. Like Dan Carlin has. He uh-huh. geeks out over shit all the time. Uh-huh. But it, you have to portray the subject matter yeah. in a way that people absorb it or find it interesting. Like right. there was an old uh, – you're right. There was an old TV show where they were – I forgot what show it was. But like the, the son couldn't learn Shakespeare. Until right. him and his dad stayed up all night and they learned it was all about sex and sword fighting and right. like and whatever, like sex, drugs and rock and roll. Right. And then it was the coolest shit ever. Right. Uh, and that's when they really dug into shit. So anyway, he learned Shakespeare that way. But same thing with history. I mean. Right. You need to keep it interesting. And Dan's good at that. Or at least try to. Yeah, I mean, it, it is interesting. And if you lose that interesting, that's on the person teaching it. I think I think historians are are more absorbed in dates than they are the events, and that's what causes. They can issues. be. I don't even necessarily think it's that. I think that's just how we teach it too much, because so, you have teaching requires testing. Yeah, and that's the easiest way to test if somebody learns something is you can ask a specific question. And get a specific answer. Yeah, but you can also ask a blue book question and say, why do essays you Essays think... are a lot harder to grade. So teachers don't like them, and they don't do it in high school because essays are more difficult to grade. So teachers, and they're not standardized, right? So teachers in high schools and, and younger, they just give t- dates. They just teach the easy stuff that they can test for. Well, that's, that's garbage because that doesn't actually teach your knowledge. And that's why we went to DCU. Yep. And that's 100%. why I honestly think they should be teaching some classes. I, I've thought about this and try to find – I would love to teach a class at a local university on Wrath of Cons. That would Literally, be awesome. I mean – You'd have to you, do way more reading, though. You can't just go off sure. with Dan Carlin. I mean, well, yeah. You'd have to get Dan Carlin's reading list and then read everything. Well, you and then you say that. Off. Right. But, I mean, the class would be on Wrath of Cons. Oh, God. So it would be listen to this podcast, come in, and we have a discussion. I don't know. If Listen, I'm, I'm, I, I think you would get more value out of that than reading a history book description of what the Mongols did. But I don't think you can have a whole long semester on. But it doesn't need to be. It could be a one or two credit class. Sure. It could be a summer class where it's three, two, three weeks. It could be a seminar class. There's all kinds of different ways. That's the thing. Don't get trapped in that box, right? 
it could be there's so many creative ways to teach things that we don't do or we should do more of but why wouldn't you do a seminar on wrath of cons that's one credit and you listen to the podcast you come in and have discussions or you do it online right okay back to the back to the communism yeah we so were, talking we're about here communism. to talk about why <laughs> communism does not work and why there are so many young people that think it does Okay. And the crux of the issue is they have not learned history. Well, and let's start with this one right here. Um, the, I think the issue with young people, and I uh, I could be completely wrong. I don't, you know, I, I think the issue with young people is, and I think we all had a flavor of this when we were young. All of us may have had this flavor. Don't taint me. I'm not tainting you. I have I'm a just staunch saying. record of never flirting with communism. I'm, I don't I'm not talking this. about communism specifically. Do not I'm, try to tar me with your communist feathers. I'm saying that when you're working at a when you're working at your first job and you're not mm-hmm. getting paid shit, you know, you're making minimum wage or whatever it is, you look at how much money comes into that restaurant or wherever you're working in one day and go they made $10,000 today and I made a hundred or whatever. And you think it's unfair. Okay. And I, it, I never I, did that. I did. I did. I, I never thought it was unfair. I'm going to be honest. I did. Sure. So I, I think a lot of young people have those thoughts and they yep. say, well, why aren't I getting paid more? Because this guy here is making all the cash, the guy at the top. Right. Sure. And I, and I think there's a, a couple societal underlying issues that young people one are not being told or educated or told or instructed that how you get to the point where you can live a more comfortable life or work 40 hours only work 40 hours and be relatively com- live relatively comfortably is you have to work your way up to that point where you've put in the hours you have right. the skills and experience sure. to where you earn a higher wage right. and then you can get to a level of comfort and i think these kids these young 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 adults are expecting that right off the rip and like yeah. they just check a box like i showed up for a month on time i want a month's vacation or i want a raise and it's like, well, and no, both. yeah, or both. And it, but you just checked like the base, like that's just what's expected. Mm-hmm. That's not even going above and beyond. Just because you show up on time for a month doesn't mean right. you're entitled to something. But so, th- this isn't the crux of why. Okay, so what you're saying is those feelings lead people to becoming communist. And I can see yes. why. Yeah. But because the, one of the main themes in this this uh, this group is why are there billionaires? Well, there shouldn't be any billionaires. Well, well, why not? They have a product or service everybody uses. Amazon, They've Facebook, Google. It, it's it's a value. So if you want to fight billionaires, then you have to stop doing using the products they offer. Right. And that, that's how to do it. But right. they're not going to stop doing that. So they just want to complain no, about it. because that would inconvenience them. Yeah. So it, <laughs> I, I want to be a communist, but I don't want to be inconvenienced at the same time. Right. And the, the problem with communism is that, and if anything, COVID should show the the flaw, again, highlight the flaw with communism, is that if you pay people to not work, a lot of them won't work. Well, that's one thing I got to explain to you, George, and my wife lived in communist Russia. Right. There was 0% unemployment. 
zero, which means if you were able-bodied and between the ages of 18 or 16, actually 16, you graduated high school, mm -hmm. 16 and, you know, 59, you were expected to be at work. And if you weren't, the government or police service would have people walking around trying to pick out people that were supposed to be at work. And if you didn't have a reason, they would literally just throw you in jail for a couple days. Yeah. Because you were expected to do your part to continue the society because if you didn't go to work you were still getting paid exactly yeah so the only way to enforce people to not be lazy was with harsh totalitarian measures yep and that's why communism on a large scale doesn't work correct because human nature means that people will take advantage of the system they will slough off and you will also end up with people in charge who will abuse power those two facts require are, are are mandatory of human nature and prevent any real large-scale communism from working yep and that's the other another interesting thing is under and my when we have my wife and her mom on the uh, on the podcast yeah uh my wife told me when i first met her that what they did in the communist system in communist russia is they separated children into three classes, mm -hmm. A class, which was math and the sciences, uh -huh. B class, which was like um, something in the middle. It was like literature and history or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then C class, which was like physical education and then just enough to survive. Right. So they were actually tailoring their society for you had the super smart people or you had the smart people that excelled in the A class going into the math and sciences. Or were they the party members? Uh, no, the party members had their own school. Okay. So this was just the general population or people that were well off too. Meanwhile, all of these, all of these people in these different classes, right? You could be in the A class and have this good education and all that, but you don't toe the party line. Uh, I, the party line really wasn't in by the my time, wife, my time, by the in time, my time, your wife was a, a, a child that was less of a concern. Well, even my mother-in-law, she was, uh, she did, um, uh, radio, radio, radiography, something like that. Radio mm -hmm. communications. Um, right. and she went up to a master's degree in the fifties or sixties mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and they wanted her to go for her PhD, but, and she was never a party member. Right. So you didn't have to necessarily be a party no, member. No, what I'm saying is if you didn't toe the line, everybody you was weren't going to go further. You weren't going to, and you could get disappeared. From from what they, I mean, you didn't go against the party. You just didn't say anything right. pro or con. Or, yes, but you, were if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything Yeah, at all. but they were expected to be a good, quote unquote, communist. Right. Um, so they, basically you self-censored. No, I didn't. No, they did. Oh yeah. Yeah. They self, they self-censored, yeah. but then you also had, you know, the, the Politburo, like people that would push mm -hmm. the party line, even within, you know, people in the military or things like that. Oh yeah. It's interesting. Very interesting. But the funny thing, those were the first people to die too. So <laughs> yep. when, when shit got squirrely, those were the first people to disappear. Here's our chance. Merc that guy. Yep, exactly. There you go with Merc again. There's... I'm totally adopting it. Thank you. 
Okay, so you argue with these communists who are all young people who have no concept of how the real world works. Well, some of them aren't really young. Some of them are in their late 30s, uh, early right. 40s. Um, They're just wrong. Yeah, well, and here's the interesting thing. The, the moderator, like I said, anarcho-communist. So I tried to explain that those two systems don't really make sense. Can't be. And how how this person explained it is, they believe that everybody should be a lord unto themselves. I'm I'm paraphrasing here. So uh -huh. you should be your own master. Uh -huh. uh, you should self-call your own herd. Okay. Um, and then true communism is not does not have a centralized government. That I know. I know. I, if you I, look up the definition, that's no, what it says. I. I understand that Marx, the idea was eventually you could get to that. But if everybody's a lord unto themselves, how do you have communism? And how do you have laws? That's the other well, thing. Well, no, that's what anarchy is. You don't have laws and everybody is a law unto themselves. I Yeah, but but, but then – so here's so – Society flounders. But then you, you have to have community. So if if you came at me and you stole a chicken and I killed you over a chicken, yeah. who does – who's – who else in that community, your family's going to be upset that I killed you? Depends. Maybe they didn't like me. Well, maybe you were feeding them the chicken. Or maybe I had good insurance. Uh, <laughs> okay, maybe you had good insurance. Uh, but like, my thank God. My point, yeah, thank God he's dead. Uh, but he ate all the damn chicken. Yeah, so so bitch never even shared it. <laughs> Choke um, that chicken and then eat. <laughs> Easy, George. Easy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's um, how you kill chickens, Scott. So my point is, you know, you can't be a lord unto yourselves because you have to have some rules. Like, and I'm going to, I know I'm talking a lot here, George. No, I, you're I'll fine. give you a second. No. If you look at, and I'm going to bring a little theology into this too, but if you look into any stable society in the world, in history almost, I, I would say in history, everybody has the same basic rules. Don't steal from each other. You know, don't, don't, uh, you know, knock up your neighbor's wife or you know, yep. whatever. Don't, you know, you don't do things yeah. to piss off, to, to ruin the equilibrium within the society. It's what allows people to be able to live with each other. Correct. And I think the, how you get to that is you have a bunch of unrest, people die or people are upset and then you have long-term grudges and then it just, you know, the, the whole society will break down and then maybe the people that survive right. reestablish a society and, and then have these baseline rules. Every almost society, like fourth turning. almost like the fourth turning, but every society has these rules. And if you look at theology, it doesn't matter which religion, they all have the same uh -huh. generalized rule of, you know, like the golden rule, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. So, well, there's a certain basic code that is required if you want to have a civilized society. For sure. If you want to have order and have safety. Yeah. Right. You look at the times where those things were broken down when there wasn't those, those, those rules were not being enforced where you have the wild west. Yeah. Right. You have the step when they weren't under Mongol occupation. But they still enforced their own rules too. Only, yeah, but there was a lot of times when there was nobody in charge enforcing the rules and it was just chaos on yep. the trade boundaries and things like that, right? Or you have pirates getting out of hand and so the Romans would step up and and 
patrol the Mediterranean and then trade would start back up. Or the U.S. military or the U.S. Navy. You need, yeah, you need some sense of order to be able to have what we have. Sure. If you want to have the cushion and the luxuries of a modern society, you like running water, you like all these things, then yes, you have to give up some of your personal autonomy to live in that society. Yeah. Like that's John Locke, right? Yep. We give up some of our rights to the government in order to protect our, our life, liberty, and happiness and property. Right. John Locke's second treaties on government. That's what that's a, that and I firmly believe that that is the underlying foundation that this is why governments have the ability to rule us is because we agree to it. Yeah, okay. We to agree to extent, it to pr extent. protect our life, liberty, and property. Okay. That's why there is government in the first place. If you don't have that government, so Michael Malice always argues about this on Twitter because he's an anarchist. Okay. Right. And he thinks help people will use the money that they don't have in taxes to hire personal security and things like that. You're like, yeah, man. All of this shit breaks down though. Yep. Because we're so interconnected on each other and everything's so such a, a web of of relying on everybody else and on the structures that are in place, on rules. That if those rules are all out the window, it would be centuries before we could get back to it. For sure. Right? For the, the underlying fabric of society would deteriorate. And I'm sure Michael Malice has a good answer of why I'm wrong there. Because he's a smart guy. Sure. And he has studied this stuff. And, you know, maybe he's right and maybe I'm wrong. But I can tell you one thing that I know is not wrong. And that is communism doesn't work. And because of On the human, scale. because of the human factor, because of human nature. Yep. Sounds nice, right? Everybody, everybody gets the same as long as they're, you know, every, everybody tries hard and everybody gets the same. Well, not everybody tries hard and not everybody's contributions are the same. So you can't do it that way or you disincentivize the people who are exceptional from being exceptional. Uh, and and the reason we have what we have is because of the exceptional people. They make the big jumps in in our technology, in our world, in our life, the big jumps throughout human history have been made by the exceptional people. Well, Stalin and the communists did something similar. Let me, I'm done to, just, mm -hmm. just to say, yeah. and because once again, my, my wife, uh, and everybody knew this was true in Russia at the time, but the, the, the communist government would arrest like a, a scientist and say, oh, he's an enemy of the state. And really what they did is they took this guy and they would lock him into like a lab and say, you need to produce or we're going to kill you and your family. But they'd still feed him and they'd still pay him. Sometimes. I mean, for the most part. Sometimes um, but they but, put a scientist that wasn't a good party member in the gulag. For sure. At the detriment too. of the whole culture. Yeah. There's an argument that that's why the famine in Ukraine. In the They had that world-renowned botanist. Yep. That was running their agriculture program. And... Stalin put him in the gulag because he wasn't a good uh, communist and, and appointed some yeah. schmuck who, who had was these cockamamie agriculture theories based on communism. He, would, he argued like, hey, these agriculture theories will work because this is, a, this is a communist version of agriculture, right? Yeah. Like of growing plants. Like these it – was, it was stupid and it didn't work. And – 10 million people died. Well, it, and since we're on 
communist Russia, one thing that the communists were really good at, and if, if, if any of our listeners know what Maslow's hierarchy of needs is, George, are you familiar? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's basically a pyramid, um, and at the bottom of the, the base pyramid, and this is for people in general as a whole, they need you know, shelter and food is mm-hmm. like they're, they're the baseline, right? And what the communists would do, instead of people looking for uh, gratification in their work, which is the next step, and then security, uh, personal security going, you know, in the future, that's the third step. Um, what they would do is keep everybody at the baseline so they would manufacture artificial food shortages. Easily controlled. Yep. And then you would, so you'd keep people worried about the, 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 the bare minimum to survive. And then they didn't start questioning or looking up. Why are all these communists living in luxury mansions on the lake? Driving around in, in foreign cars or, or luxury cars and having their own, you know, having a lot of money. Because they never actually had communism. So when they say communism has never been tried, they're partially right because it can't be tried. Because of the human because factor. Of human Once nature. again, <laughs> I mean, you, you throw humans into it. And the funny and thing. And I cannot wait for you to share this podcast onto that Facebook groups page. Oh, my God. I'm going to do it. They're going to hate oh, me. Oh, you're going to do They're going to hate me. Oh, and I'm going to cut up some sound clips for this, too. Oh, I'm going to throw those on there. <laughs> right down there. It's going to be awesome. But it's They're funny. Like, We're famous. There's 40 people listening to that episode. And what I tell all of these people, like when I get in these discussions, is you want communism because you think you're going to be at the top of the heap. And the problem is you're not going to be there. Odds are you're not going to be there because somebody is going to strive for power and then either kill you or throw you in prison or both, you know, or both. People who lead the revolution very, uh, very rarely are all the people who get to be in charge after the revolution. Well, Lenin made it. Very rarely. And he even said, don't give the job to Joseph Stalin. But who else? Right, Lenin. <clears throat> that was it. I mean, the guy that started it. But I'm saying that's the 1918 revolution. My point is, who else? Nobody was a revolutionary guy that ended up being in charge. Mao. Uh, Mao. I don't think he was the communist leader. He was the communist leader. At the start, though, not to start. No, at the start, Mao took over China. Yeah, I gotta look into that more. Mao was a Mao was a communist. Yeah, but there was communism before then. <clears throat> Not that ran China. I thought there was a communist leader who was fighting the Japanese. And that's who Mao sided with. They right. basically sat him down and said... Right. That's what I'm saying. But there was already a communist leader ahead. What was his name? <clears throat> Talked about in Supernova in the East. Yeah, it's all right. But, but Mao was the one that ended up on top. Yes. And still ran the Communist Party afterwards. So you right. can... He, didn't, he might not have started right, it. Right, but that but he, wasn't a... That wasn't a revolution, right? That was a there was there was all a joining of powers, right? It China. was more of a coup, sure. But the, I'm just saying, Mao, right? I'm just thinking about like so you look at the French Revolution, right? sure. You can and so the American Revolution is really an outlier because it was kind of unique among revolutions. Yep, where the it, where it was the rich people fighting against the other rich people? Yep, that's not normal in a revolution. And you did have, but you you still had three percent of you know you still had farmers and people that believed in the cause fighting sure. fighting alongside. For sure, but typically in a revolution, it's the the masses overthrowing the 
the, the people in charge. The people yeah. in charge. The haves against the have-nots. Well, same but thing. But that's the 18, not what it was. 1816 revolution. I'm sorry, 1916 revolution. If I said 1816, right. I apologize. I mean 1916. You mean, and it wasn't 1916. Wasn't 19, 1918? Yeah. 1918. Jesus, I don't know. The Bolsheviks. I'm yeah. screwing up the 18 and the 19. That's so. all right. <laughs> 1918. No big deal. Uh, yeah, well, it's late. I'm going to get murdered on the... Uh, nah, nobody the, ever comments on this. Oh, no. But, no, when we load it up to the Facebook page. Oh, that's uh, going to be Facebook fun. Page. Um, Those guys are just going to be like, Brother Stalin was the best. Stalin killed more people, more of his own people. Yeah. Than probably. Yeah. Anybody but Mao? Mao killed a lot too. Mao but, killed more of his own people than Stalin did. If you look at the last century and you look at the number of people that communists killed and the number of people that fascists killed, it's not close. No. The communists killed no. way more. Sure, and but their own people, which was even which is even worse. Yeah, but they didn't look at them as their own people. They looked at them as the people who needed to get killed. Well, and that's one thing. And you know, I'm going to get murdered for even bringing this up, but I'm just going to go ahead and bring it up anyway. You know, when they when I was discussing this with them, one of the topics I brought up to them is fascism and communism share similar yeah. uh, governmental uh, controls. Um, not that fascists and communists generally get along because I think that was an ideal, ideological thing. they were thing. all vying for power. Yeah. I think it was a more of a power issue between Hitler and Stalin when they, when it came to them not getting along, well, but they sure did get along when it came to controlling their population and then getting their population to. Because they weren't fascists or communists, really. They were totalitarian dictators. And that's what you end Stalin's up Stalin's not a communist. It's a silly thing to argue. Ah, he was he 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 did not practice true communism. But nobody practices exactly. True that's the point. So once again, we get back. But that's to the point. Frederick right? so, Engels. So Stalin wasn't a communist any more than Hitler was. He was a dictator. No. And dictators, the difference is a dictator in a fascist state. What I mean, really, if you look at the definition of fascism, how the hell was Soviet Union not fascist? The means of production owned by the state. They were. Well, shit, that's one right there, right? 100%. You know? Uh, and they were all towing the party line, whatever the party said or whatever the, the general, consen general so they, societal consensus Nowadays, the, 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 you have the left that thinks communism wasn't that bad, and that's the left, and then fascism is the evil on the right. Well, that's nonsense. I agree. It's I, all about, if you're looking at... If the way I think you should break down the political spectrum is for left and if you're going to use left and right, is right is more individual liberty, less less group um, group uh, concerns, and the left is more what's good for the group is better than what's good for the individual. And in that way, both of those ideologies are are left. And not right. I'm trying to find a um, a a scale that shows what like the societal um, from left to right. I, I forgot. What yeah, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Just... I, I got what you mean though. A graphic. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's interesting because mm -hmm. you know at the far left you have communism, at the far right you have anarchy, um, and then somewhere in the well. Still to the left, you still have fascism. 
even though it's militaristic fascism, yeah. which seems right wing, but it's really not. No. It's just as it's just as right wing. It's just as left wing as communism. But go ahead and try to explain that to people. <laughs> yeah, they don't want to buy it. All right, but we'll look at that later. I think we probably went on long enough on this one, buddy. Probably. Um, you Again, know, but... I'm going to say this like I said last episode. Hey, these are just our thoughts, and we believe in discourse. So if you want to have a discussion about this stuff, if you're upset that we said something you think is wrong, hey, we'd love to hear it. So go to the Hardcore History Discord channel. The link is in the description. There's a Talking Hardcore discussion Go in there and tell us what you think. Let's have a civil discussion about these issues because th this is how we all learn. And anybody is in the uh, nothing is going to get better uh, social media page on Facebook. I don't have that much time to answer, but I will uh, happily discuss this with anybody. I mean, everybody has their own points of views. I get it. And, and we'd love to tell you why yours is wrong. No, see, don't listen to George. It's not That's that. just a joke. We'd like to discuss this with you because everybody has good points of view. you could learn why you're wrong. And maybe, <laughs> stop it, maybe we can actually have a discussion and find out maybe you're not actually communist and you just want something more fair. Or yeah, or, or yep. you, you think you're being – so, and the other thing I, I like to tell everybody, you can – better yourself and become more marketable everybody anybody go to school find a trade find a niche that you like and learn how to make money from it that's why we're doing this this is one of the things we like to do we're not making money from it but we like to do it mm -hmm. so you know maybe one day we will make money from it but you have to put in the work to get there there's no right. free lunch i mean everything that's really what it is yeah you just have to work for everything that's just how it is yeah Thomas Saul, there is no decisions there's, or there, what was it? It was, there is no choices. There's only trade-offs. Yeah. Right. So, all right. Thanks for watching. Thank you.